uncovering your truth and fire one conversation at a time. This is the Spitfire Podcast. The Spitfire Podcast is brought to you by Lauren Lemonian Coaching based out of Washington, D.C. If you'd like to put the fun back in your business or the passion back in your career, head on over to spitfirecoach.com. Hey guys, it's your host, Lauren Lemonian, aka the Spitfire Coach, and I'm so excited to bring you episode 35. We have Emma Sage, and she is making the most adorable art. I found her on Instagram, and I asked her to be on the show, and she was super nervous, but I'm so happy that she pushed through her shyness to show up and do today's show. I hope you enjoy it, and I hope you go buy her art. What's going on, guys? We are here on a sweltering day in Washington, D.C., but we got some AC pumping in the background. And we are talking to a bit of a rock star in the art world. I stalked her on Instagram. This is now becoming a theme where I'm like, pretty pictures come be on my show. And she resisted, but I got her in here. Uh, we have Emma Sage. I'm calling you by your rock star name. <laughs> where We're talking about her amazing art that she's producing, and it's, it's freaking adorable. If you have a chance, go onto her Instagram account, which we're going to drop in a little bit. Uh, don't do it now because I want you to listen. But this stuff is freaking adorable. She's going up and down the East Coast selling stuff all while managing a full-time job, which I know a lot of our listeners are doing and thinking, you know, I can't do this. I've got kids. I've got priorities. I've got my boss breathing down my neck. But you have managed to do it. MSH, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. So I, have, I first have to know where did MSH come from? It's actually my middle name, so I didn't have to make it up. My, yeah, my Do you have name. like hippie parents? <laughs> yeah, actually very hippie. <laughs> I was born in Humboldt County, California, if Humble anyone knows County. about that. It's otherwise known as Weed County. So. Weed? Wasn't that all it's of like, California now? Yeah, now, yeah. But it's like the very northern part right by Oregon, and it's pretty pretty hippie up okay there, so. okay so and you yeah. also have a hyphenated name yes I have four names she has four <laughs> names but a hyphen so to keep things easy for people yeah. MSH it is well that makes it easy so your parents mm-hmm. almost set you up to be a business owner <laughs> yeah they did yeah. or a rock star yeah. or whatever it is do you play any instruments <laughs> actually I grew up playing the cello um, Very so cool. yeah I like kind of decided between cello and art uh, going to college and I went the art route so <laughs> the art route yeah the cello can always come back yeah I know some pretty cool it. cello players actually yeah they exist. Yeah. <laughs> I just hated practicing. It was not, I didn't enjoy it as much. So, okay. Yeah. So how long have you been doing art for? Um, well, I've been doing it forever, but I, I went to college for it. I was a painting major at, at VCU. Um, but I didn't really start taking it seriously, uh, until I guess two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So after, after I graduated, um, art school is so draining. I was <laughs> having to produce stuff. Mm-hmm. just every every day and it was just too much um and I didn't know what I wanted to do I had no like direction of like what art I wanted to do and also they push you into being very abstract and I don't know I that was not my thing you, you've seen I'm very realistic in my style mm-hmm. so um I don't know I just didn't know what to do and I just had no direction at all um so I didn't do art for like a few years after I graduated I did like literally nothing mm-hmm. um and then, yeah, about two, about two years ago, um, I started getting the bug again, and I, my now fiance uh, and I just had a lot of conversations, like, how can we make this something that's, like, public-friendly, like, that people don't want to buy, and it just formed, and now it's just 
it's taken off and it's pretty crazy. So, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So two years ago, mm-hmm. you get the bug. Yeah. So take me to the day where you started to feel the bug emerge. Well, it's hard to remember exactly when, but there was a moment. We were in Napa Valley. We, um, he's, my, my fiance's from there. Uh, so we were back home visiting his family, and we were in Napa. And, I mean, it's just spectacular there. It's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I just remember looking out under this gorgeous scenery and being like, oh, my gosh, I want to paint that. And I hadn't had that feeling in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of like the first instance of like, I should start doing this again. <laughs> like, um, and then, yeah, w- I can't remember how much longer uh, after that, but we were at dinner one day and we were at this restaurant that had this really crazy giant painting of a cow. And it was just hilarious. And we're like, that's so cool. And then it just kind of spurred this idea of like, it'd be so funny to do really serious portraits of animals and then we just, I don't know, we just kept talking and having conversations and kind of brainstorming um, about what that could turn into. Uh, and then I started with the, the giraffe. That was my first one, the mm-hmm. giraffe and the tux. Um, and it took me like about a year, meh, yeah, almost a year to do that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that kind of just uh, started it and then just kept going from there. Yeah. yeah. So what was that year about? So you're like, you mm-hmm. have the idea. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you can paint a giraffe. Obviously, you can paint a tuxedo. Wow. So what was what was the resistance in that year? Well, one of the things was, so I had never painted with acrylic paint, really. Mm. I had always painted in oil paints. Um, and if you don't really know the difference, the, the oil paint, is, um, it requires, it's, it's more toxic. Like, you really need to be in a good ventilated area. Mm. Um, so in our school, we had a studio that had, you know, all that stuff. And there was no problem. Um, but I could, I, didn't, I have no studio here. I painted my little corner of my living room. There was no ventilation. And so I said, oh, I should probably use acrylics. Um, but they are so different to work with. Mm-hmm. So I had to literally learn how to use acrylic paint because I had just never learned. Um, so that was a process. And I, I'm getting so much better now that the, it took me so long to figure it out. Um, so yeah, so there was that hurdle that I had to get over. That's why it took me so long. Um, and then, yeah, just like, realizing that this is something that actually could work and like people would buy Mm -hmm. (laughs) like it took me a long time to like have the confidence in that yeah I mean I hear that a lot so we had a watercolor artist Mm -hmm. Cassie Carpenato I have a couple clients who are artists Mm -hmm. and a lot of the things that come up for them is imposter syndrome Mm -hmm. did any of that pop up for you oh yeah oh tons yeah so how did you deal with imposter syndrome (sighs) I think I'm still trying to deal with it (laughs) I don't think that's gone (laughs) does it ever go away um I don't know it's hard I mean I think I've just lately, especially, I've been just trying to just keep telling myself, like, yeah, people might be doing a similar thing, but no one's doing it the way you're doing it. Like, mm-hmm. only I can make it look the way that I make it look, even though like, there are people that do animals wearing clothes. Like, that's not unique to me at all, but but none of them look like the way I do it. You know, mm-hmm. I just had to just keep telling myself that. And I, I have a unique, you know, a, a unique style. So mm-hmm. um, even though the subject matter, I guess, is is the same as other people it's it's still unique you know yeah well it's interesting like Mm -hmm. you had this experience in art school where there was the pressure to create Mm -hmm. and in some ways businesses like that where there is a pressure to create Uh so what's the difference between the school mentality and the business owning mentality I think well I think the biggest one is I have the passion for this like in school again I was just I didn't really I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> I didn't mm-hmm. know what to what to paint. I didn't know what to do. Um, I didn't really have the drive. The drive was just to pass and graduate. And, you know, I didn't really utilize my time there as I should have. Um, 
but now like I, I love this like I'm so passionate about it I think um, and and also now that I, I can see people that enjoy it like now that I you know I, I am selling and I get the reactions and I see people's faces when they see it like that is a huge drive to like keep doing it and mm-hmm. keep making you know these these animals <laughs> in clothes um, awesome. yeah it's it's so funny like we we're raised in this educational system that's like mm-hmm. we're gonna inspire people to do a job and in fact they're like killing yeah. the very passion yeah. that is what we need yeah that's so true yeah and then not giving us like all the tools we need like at like my major specifically you're expected to be an artist like there's mm-hmm. not really any other route like you're expected to just be a painter um and yet they don't like there should be a mandatory marketing class and yeah i was gonna ask you like there isn't (laughs) so if you could rewrite the curriculum of what it means to be Mm -hmm. an art major what are those key components that definitely business like you have to take a business class and a marketing class i mean there's no it's baffling to me that that's not mandatory um, yeah, like if I was like an art history minor, like that's not helping me. Yeah, <laughs> you know? my boyfriend's a full-time musician and okay. he's like, I should have taken business classes. Yeah. And there's, I think there's this like block of like mm-hmm. artists, art business people. Yes, that's weird. It's so weird. Yeah. And I'm actually, I, I'll send you the information mm-hmm. with it, but I'm involved in this monetizing your creativity group oh, okay. that does workshops all over DC. Mm-hmm. And it's like, there's, there's such a difference in the way that people who are just there to create thing mm-hmm. and then the people who are there running the businesses thing. Yeah. But so how did you make the leap from the creative side to the business side? Um, well, I don't know if there's just one thing that I did, but um, I, I can just remember when I, when I graduated college, I didn't even think about trying to do art as a career. Like mm-hmm. that, cause I, I just wanted to be able to support myself and make money. Um, and I didn't think the two could be the, you know, combined cause I wasn't given any of those tools. Like I had no idea how painting could be profitable <laughs> so I just thought it was impossible I thought that you know maybe I could do it as a hobby in the future but I just I didn't even think about it um, so I just got a boring office job and I've just been kind of <laughs> making my way through that um, and then yeah I, I don't I don't know if there was a, a switch I, again I think it was a, a lot of a long process of just trying to figure out what people would enjoy because I think that's another thing too a lot of artists you know, they make work for themselves which is great mm-hmm. but at the end of the day does anyone want that do, do people want to buy it you know I think a lot of um, a, a big issue in, in the art world I think is people think they're selling out if they're if they're making things that mm-hmm. only their customer wants you know but I, I think that's kind of ridiculous <laughs> I think you know if you want to make a living you got to think about your customer first I mean and do something that you still enjoy mm-hmm. and that because you know I still am painting things that I love to paint but I'm thinking about my customer now and like do they want this? Is this something that someone would buy? Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's like the switch you have to make. Yeah. It almost sounds like you're providing a service. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Definitely. And so, it, so it almost sounds like the people who are in this, I need to create for myself. They're mm-hmm. serving themselves. Right. But it also comes down to like, what do you define as success? And for mm-hmm. those people, maybe it's just about creating yeah. their stuff. And if one person comes along and loves their art, that's great. But mm-hmm. I mean, you're really creating for the masses and, mm-hmm. and bringing that joy and happiness to them. Yeah. So how do you yeah. define success? Oh, that's a big question. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I think success is a lot of things. I think it's um, being able to do what makes you happy. Um, that also hopefully provides a living for you, uh, at least somewhat. Um, and yeah, for, for me, success is making other people happy too, you know, bringing joy to people. Um, 
through the, through my art. Um, yeah, it's, that's a big question. <laughs> I don't know if I know yet, really. Because I definitely don't feel like I've like succeeded in anything. I mean, I don't know if you ever really do. I mean, well, it's it's the know, act of being successful. Yeah, yeah. But I think we assume that everybody's definition is mm-hmm. the same, and I don't think a lot of us sit down yeah. and think about it. I actually did this yeah. exercise. Uh, earlier today because yeah. I'm doing an event um, in a couple weeks and I was like what is my idea of success around this mm-hmm. like I'm not selling anything yeah I'm I'm putting on an event okay what does that look like and then how do I reverse engineer my actions mm-hmm. in order to support that because otherwise we start throwing in all these assumptions of what it is we're supposed to do right yeah and then the imposter syndrome pops up yeah yeah that's true yeah it's all kinds of bananas yeah <laughs> so as a full-time Employee, we'll just we'll yes. just put that over there, <laughs> yeah. and and a business owner. Mm-hmm. You're traveling on the weekends. You're doing pop up mm-hmm. shops. Where do you find the time to take care of yourself, and how do you do that? It's tricky, um, especially lately. It's I've, my life is pretty crazy because <laughs> um, we're in the process of moving. We're about to move out this week, and it's just a whole bunch of stuff going on. But um, yeah, it's hard. So yeah, I have a full time job. I wake up, go to work, get home at like seven. You know, I also am very committed to um, fitness, so I, I go to the gym, you know, come home dinner, and then I have like maybe an hour or two at night to paint. <laughs> and sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. It depends. Like I think I just really think. Well, a lot of the time, uh, if I don't paint, I get mad at myself. I'm like, oh, I should have done. It. I wasted time, and uh, that's bad. You know, I have to stop me, me from thinking that way because it, that just leads me down this rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, so yeah, I really try to think like, okay how tired am I? <laughs> like, can I, do I have the mental uh, ability to paint right now? And if I don't, I just, I'm like, okay, I'll just relax, mm-hmm. watch TV for an hour, go to bed, you know? Uh, but it's hard. I really, I beat myself up a lot about it. I, I think like, oh, every, every spare moment I have, I should be painting mm-hmm. because I don't have a lot of time. But um, yeah, that's something that I'm still working on. <laughs> so on, to find. on average, how many mm-hmm. hours a week do you think you're putting towards the business? Um, well, well, on, on the weekends, I usually get a good chunk, um, usually mm-hmm. a good four-ish hours, um, at least on one day of the weekend, mm-hmm. um, and then probably a couple hours a day, because that's not just the painting, you know, I'm constantly thinking about all these other things. It's actually, painting is probably like, I don't know, a third of what I'm doing, maybe not even a third, like a quarter of what I'm doing, because mm-hmm. um, I'm busily learning how to, to, to market and learning how to, <laughs> you know. Uh, start a website and all this stuff so um, a lot of that I'm taking up a lot of time doing that um, which you know I'll sneak some in on my lunch break at work and you know (laughs) try Mm -hmm. to have free time Um, it's so hard to put a time on it though because it's so scattered throughout my day (laughs) it leeches in yeah it has a habit of doing that so if you could identify something outside of painting that is an important part of running your business that if you could just hand it off to someone that would free you up Mm-hmm. what would that be oh definitely like advertising like because mm-hmm. that's something I'm still I'm trying to figure out how to do uh, I think Instagram I've been trying um to focus mainly on Instagram right now I think that's a, a lot of where my audience is um but I I wish I had more time and more knowledge about it I mean it's it's tricky and there's um just so much that you have to know and all this algorithm stuff you it's, need to figure it, it out changes it's insane yeah every week uh-huh. it's crazy yeah and I also, I've, I've been meaning to look into Google AdWords, like to promote my website. I, I haven't done any of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to learn how to do that. <laughs> so that would be very helpful of 
if I didn't have to do that that part just because I, I don't know what I'm doing <laughs> and it takes a lot of time, you know? Yeah. So They have these amazing things called mm-hmm. Upwork oh, and yeah. Fiverr. There are people who know how to do this Ooh. and can do it on, on the cheap. Yeah. Um, I have found some amazing apps that help out with, mm-hmm. we can share that offline. Ooh, yes. um, but there, what I've found for mm-hmm. me, because I used to have the same trip up, like I'm a mm-hmm. DIY girl to the yeah. degree, like I taught myself how to podcast. Yeah. Didn't need to do that. Um, <laughs> taught myself how to, you know, design websites, do graphic design. We have a weight room right behind us. So if you heard <laughs> that weight dropping, that was not any of us falling. Um, but I would spend so much time trying to learn all of the tips and tricks in, mm-hmm. in DIY versus, okay, how much time is this going to take? What else could I be doing? Mm-hmm. And how much can I invest in someone else doing this? Yeah. And I think when you're first starting a business, it's this, I, I don't have any money to spend. Right. Yes, exactly. But if you can look at your budget mm-hmm. and actually, do you have a budget right now? Somewhat. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so if you can build in part of your budget yeah. to actually have help to mm-hmm. do that if you know like this i'm gonna get in the rabbit hole i'm mm-hmm. gonna be googling the crap out of this it's not gonna work yeah there are tons of people that will probably take advantage of that because mm-hmm. they exist mm-hmm. but if you know specifically what it is that you need mm-hmm. and block out that portion of it and just mm-hmm. test a little bit so you yeah. don't over commit right. yeah um then that helps to free up i've noticed with myself because i hired an editor and okay. a proofreader for my book oh because nice. otherwise i would have driven myself yeah. nuts um, but I'm, I'm obsessed with marketing, so I don't think I'll ever, ever yeah. let that go. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had that. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I probably should invest in that because it's a, it's a huge time suck. It's a different language. And, yeah, completely different. But there are people who love that language. Yeah. And they want to help because mm-hmm. <laughs> they're like, please <laughs> yeah. let me help you. Yeah. Um, and if it brings you more business and everything right. else, then it's, it's like win-win it's across it. the board. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so how long have you been running MSH? Well, I... Um, I launched my, I have an Etsy page and a website. I launched those um, about a year ago, mm-hmm. I think. And then my first, um, I kind of count like my first uh, like art fair as my start. Because mm-hmm. that was the first like strangers that bought my things. Because on my website before that, it was just like family and friends and, you know. Um, which that was, I did a, a show called Clarendon Day. And, I uh, love Clarendon yeah. Day. Yeah, so I did that. That was last September. Um, which is, it's so crazy that it hasn't even been a year. Uh, it's That's amazing. Like, yeah, forever ago. Um, yeah, and it, that I was so scared. I was like, I was, yeah, I was a mess that whole week leading up to it, trying to get everything together because I had to get all, all my paintings photographed and then make all of the, like, I have magnets, greeting cards. I had to, like, get all those done. So that was, it was a huge undertaking, and I still didn't know what I was doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and I had no idea if anyone would buy it. I, that was my first, like, test, like, huge test. Yeah. Um, and it went so well and it was like just such a relief. Um, I think that was like after that, then I was like, okay, now I can really justify doing this and like I can put a lot more into it. Like I know mm-hmm. I have buyers, like I know people like it. So if, if that, if Clarendon Day mm-hmm. had gone horribly wrong, like let's say it mm-hmm. rained or <laughs> your target market was yeah. asleep and they were hungover mm-hmm. or they all lost their credit cards, <laughs> what would you have done? That's a really good question because I've, I've been to a few shows now um, that have been really bad uh, and I just chalk it off to, okay, I'm trying to figure out my market. I'm learning. I'm trying to figure out what's what's good and what's bad and I, I have been figuring out a lot of that. But if that had been my first show, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been difficult, I think. I think it would have been really hard. 
See, I, I have a mm-hmm. different thought. So I used to yeah. sell hats. I used to do the young, oh, yeah. the young, not young designer markets in New York, but I used mm-hmm. to do the craft fairs. Yeah. And craft fairs are hit or miss. Yeah. And it's all based on how the show is promoting it yes. and who's coming in and mm-hmm. what the demographic of the spending mm-hmm. patterns are. Mm-hmm. The first one I went to was so bad. Really? But I had so much inventory that I was like, I got to figure uh, out how to sell <laughs> this. Right. <laughs> I don't want to keep That's this on true. my hands. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think we can think looking back that we mm-hmm. might have had a different way, mm-hmm. but it sounds like you know, mm-hmm. like you knew in your gut that it was a good product to I put did. out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, well, I thought it was. Like I, I was like pretty sure about it, but it was like I needed that confirmation of like it actually happening and people actually buying, I think, to really like 100% believe that it was good, you know, because, yeah. you know, your family and friends tell you it's amazing. It's like, really? Do you, <laughs> you know, I don't yeah. really believe you, but thank you. <laughs> you know, it's but. so funny. Like we look to our friends and family mm-hmm. for that validation. Mm-hmm. But if you look at it, like they just want you to be happy. Right. Yeah. They don't want to hurt your feelings. Right. <laughs> so you need to have some honest friends. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or, or do blind focus groups. Yeah. Yeah. That would be like, good, go, yeah. go to Easter market and buy some other stuff of like, yeah. Which one would you buy and why, and how much would you price it? Yeah. Oh, that that would be smart. Yeah. Yeah, pricing too. That that would be helpful. That was going to be my uh-huh. next question. So, on Cassie's show, mm-hmm. we were talking about Etsy. Yeah. And that is, she said, that is the worst place to go to set your price. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So, where do you think you are in the range of Etsy pricing? The range of Etsy pricing is huge. So I don't know. I think I did look at it at first. Um, I, I, I did a search for other animal art, and I, I, you know, did a little comparison. And there, there were some for super cheap, and I was like, this is ridiculous. But then I looked at the quality of the artwork, and I was like, oh, it probably took them like ten minutes to do. So you know, mm-hmm. I had to think about that. Um, yeah. So I think the prices I settled on it was a combination of that plus. Um, other craft fairs too. Like I, I went to a few um, art markets and art, you know, art fairs just scope it out first before I did any myself, uh, and I kind of gauged like, oh, how much do they sell greeting cards for? How much, you know? Um, so it was just a lot of that, and then yeah, I just, I think I have pretty, um, pretty fair prices. I think it's pretty middle ground. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the only thing, my, I, I sell prints of my uh, paintings too, and those that was harder for me um, because. It, I, I do. I'm doing a limited edition, so there's only going to be a certain amount um, ever printed mm-hmm. at that size, you know. Um, so that I didn't really know, because that can be you can price those really high, but mm-hmm. usually, like once you already have a name for yourself, sure, you can do that. So that I, that's still something that I, I don't know if I've got that completely right. But but my smaller items like maps and greeting cards, I think I'm pretty middle. Yeah. Yeah. I would think that if things started selling really quickly, that that would be an indicator that the price is probably yeah. too low. Yeah, yeah, and and they don't sell that quickly. So, <laughs> so I think, I think maybe it's okay. <laughs> yeah, don't go don't go yeah. higher yet. Yeah, <laughs> or it's like super super valuable collectors items mm-hmm. and everything's gold leafed. Right. Yes, that's why it is. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So if someone came to you, I'm sure you get contacted on social media by other artists. This yeah. seems to be the common mm-hmm. thing. So if someone was looking, someone was an artist, mm-hmm. was looking to start a business, mm-hmm. what three tips would you give them? Well, it depends on where they are. If they're starting from complete scratch um, and they didn't have like a, a, a fully you know, thought out concept, I'd say that you, you got to really like think about who's your market. Like, who do you want to sell to? Like, you got to think about your demographic and then think about what they're missing. Like, what do they need? What would make them happy? What would they want to put in their house? You know, 
Um, so, I mean, that's kind of a bunch of things <laughs> altogether. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's, like, the biggest thing for me. I mean, I had to figure that out. Um, I'm still figuring out who my target market is because you could have an amazing product or painting or art or, you know, whatever, and then if you're selling it to the wrong people, you're not going to, you know. But you, I, I'm a firm believer now that there is an audience out there for everyone. You just have to be able to determine who that is and mm-hmm. where they are, you know, which is hard. It's so hard to do that. So, um, yeah, <laughs> that's a very difficult tip, but that's uh, the first tip. Um, yeah, and then also if they don't have any um, business or marketing experience, I think that's another huge thing. Again, like most artists don't. So, mm-hmm. um somehow figure that out too because another thing I, I i got told really early on by a friend who is like she's in taxes and you know knows all that all, she's a numbers person she was like you have to keep track of all of your expenses and mm-hmm. keep a spreadsheet and so i did that from the beginning and that's been really helpful um i'm a big fan of quickbooks online oh i haven't gotten into that yet. oh it's so, so good it, so. i have it connected with <laughs> yeah. all of my with my merchant account with mm-hmm. my credit card and all i do is mm-hmm. reconcile that it went to the right code oh that's easier yeah so good yeah no manual inputting and you can do invoicing from it too oh yeah okay so good it's like 10 bucks a month oh nice life-changing okay. i should do that yeah okay that's so that's tip step. two so know your numbers <laughs> yeah. and, and keep track of your expenses yes um let's see tip three um i don't know i mean just make sure that you're that you're um that you're enjoying what you're doing i mean do something that you that makes you happy still even though i think audience is your number one priority like you still want to like what you're doing mm-hmm. <laughs> you know so, um, I don't know if that's really a tip. <laughs> no, I think, I think that's great. It's yeah. funny that you mentioned that because this morning I had an mm-hmm. article on LinkedIn, LinkedIn pop up mm-hmm. that was like, why you shouldn't follow your passion. And oh. I was like, ooh, I don't like you and no. I don't even want to read you. Yeah. No, that's horrible. <laughs> that's so, I was like, yeah. ugh, I'm sure there was, there, it was one of those bait, probably, you know, yeah. headlines. Yeah. Um, but passion is so much yeah. a part of it. Mm-hmm. It's almost like you were reading my book that's coming out. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> no, but it's all about passion, motivation, mm-hmm. and self-care. And mm-hmm. without that, if one yeah. of those are off, then it diminishes your power. Yeah, oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. And, but I think people, are, they get into the imposter syndrome of like, what should I be doing? Right. What is everyone else doing? Mm-hmm. And the comparison is actually taking away from them because it's not actually their passion. Mm-hmm. They may have a passion for painting, but yeah. until like you spend the time to figure out like what is actually driving you to a certain place, um, you know that's where creativity lies. Yeah, definitely. Because anybody can recreate something else. Yeah. But exactly. then you're just a cheap inversion of it. Yeah. Nobody wants to be a knockoff. No. <laughs> no. So if you can imagine yourself, let's say two years from two now, years. where are you? What are you doing? Well. Um, we're actually moving to California in a few months. You going back to Weed County? <laughs> no, LA this time. <laughs> I do want to go up there. I haven't been there since I was three, so <laughs> I want to go visit. No, but yeah, we're moving to LA um, at the end of the summer, so probably still in California. Um, ideally, I would be able to not work a full-time job, but you know, or maybe only work a part-time job. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to put a number or put a time constraint on me for that though because I um I don't want to pressure myself (laughs) to you know have to be so successful by this time you know but I mean hopefully I would be a lot closer to that goal at least of not working a full-time job um yeah still hopefully still painting this series or I mean I might have a new series by then might be inspired might have something might be like hippie children in the field who knows (laughs) as animals right (laughs) 
kind of funny. Yeah. Crazy. So if yeah. you could pick three words to describe your brand, what would they be? Um, three words. Uh, whimsical, I think. Um, funny. <laughs> uh, some kind of humor. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see another one. Uh, colorful. They're very bright and colorful. They are. It's like happiness. Yes, happy. Yeah. Happiness. Yeah. That's like my favorite thing. When I see someone come up to, if I'm at an art show, and they come up and instantly just start laughing. Like, that's my favorite reaction. Have you ever had someone come up to your table that was not smiling? Yes. And they're always not my audience. Or they'll just like browse and look and they keep walking. I'm like, okay, it's just not my, my audience. I, I got offended at first. So I was like, why aren't they looking? But I, they're just not my audience. What a great filter. Because yeah. it's like, if you know mm-hmm. what your brand is, you can immediately sense if people are on brand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're like, nope, you're yeah. having, if I can't make you smile, right? No, nope, it's not, not happening for you. <laughs> no, no. It's not it. Yeah. I'm the same way. Like, if people are like, convince me why I should work with you. And I was like, no, no. You're, you're really not my ideal client. No, definitely not. I've had pe- so many people yeah. do that. I was just mm. like, I shouldn't have to convince you. No. no. Like, I'll tell you about what I do, but yeah. like, this is not a sales pitch. No. That's so gross. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not a salesperson at all. So. No, but it's yeah. it's interesting because like you are in sales, uh, yeah, which is so bizarre to me. I still don't really fully <laughs> think that I am. Uh, yeah, no, I am. It, I'm not great at it still, but uh, well, I, clearly you're yeah. selling things. I am selling things. Yeah, um, my fiance is is in sales, so he's given me lots of tips mm-hmm. uh, and and pointers, and I I've a- attempted to <laughs> follow them. Uh, it just doesn't come naturally to me. So, um, but I'm trying. I've gotten a lot better uh, than when I started. Um, with the, just talking to people, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the first step. Um, but yeah, I mean, I uh, my favorite thing is just when I don't have to do anything and they just you know are instantly drawn and oh, that's and always just, easy. Yeah, that's fun. It's yeah. like yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm just standing there. Yeah. My other favorite thing um, that I hear now so often, which I did not predict at all, but people will come to me and go, "Oh my God, that looks like my grandpa. That looks <laughs> like my uncle Joe." Or like, it's so funny. <laughs> Do you have people in mind when you're painting animals? No. (laughs) That would be a great interpretation of like Mm -hmm. celebrities as animals. Oh, yes. That would be so great. I mean, people would be really offended, but I'm (laughs) sure it would be adorable. Well, yeah, people say that. They're like, oh my God, I should get this for so-and-so, but I wonder if they're going to think it's offensive. You know, I have to ask this. What is your spirit animal? Ooh, you know, I don't have like just one, but my fiance tells me I'm a cat all the time. Because I can be very lovable at times and also just like very standoffish, like leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. That's an attitude. Uh, yeah. Crazy. I can have an attitude occasionally. We so. all can. Yeah. <laughs> we all can and we should. Yeah. Because we're not pushovers. No. It's all good. No. <laughs> so if you had to name your Spitfire superpower, what would it be? Hmm. My superpower. Um, I think I have a couple. I mean, my artistic talent would be one I think um but then that's that's the obvious one I think my drive like I have a very I have I have good willpower like if I set my mind to something I I can 100% do it Mm -hmm. um like I don't have an issue with 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 willpower if I'm completely passionate about what I'm doing and 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 love what I'm doing Mm -hmm. um yeah I think that's what's your kryptonite self-confidence definitely so what takes away your confidence um, I've just always been such a shy person, um, and I've gotten so much better over the years, but it just all stems from like, I don't think people will like what I'm saying, or I don't, you know, I don't have, I don't have anything to say about this, or I don't have, you know, it's just like, I don't, I don't, 
know what I'm doing. I don't know. I don't know where that comes from, but just having that feeling of I'm not enough or I'm not, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't, I don't have any, you know, anything to say to this in this conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that's, I've always had that, um, that struggle, but lately I've just, I've been really trying to ignore that part of my brain that mm-hmm. tells me that. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I still suffer from that all the time. Um, and that also is, is, uh, part of the, the comparison thing too, you know, like mm-hmm. if I see another artist doing something similar, I'm like, oh my gosh, they're so much better than me or they're, they're, you know, they have so many more followers on Instagram or, you know, all those things. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, yeah, it's an easy trap to fall into, but. What makes you feel most confident? Hmm. Um, well, in terms of my art, um, that, that reaction, just as soon as I see someone have a positive reaction, it makes me feel like just 10 times more confident about, mm-hmm. you know, what I'm doing. Um, I don't know. It also makes me feel most confident. Um, I don't know. <laughs> That's a good question. I've never thought about that. It's interesting because, yeah. like, you, your way of gauging mm-hmm. feeling confident or not confident is mm-hmm. based on other people's perception or your assumed perception mm-hmm. of them. But yeah. there's something that gets you to the point of even having that interaction mm-hmm. that if you were not confident, you wouldn't have even shown up. That's true. That's a very good So point. what gets you to the table? Um, <laughs> I've never thought about this. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I guess just like my my drive. I mean, I didn't have a drive for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't know what I wanted to do in my life. I was like, oh, I'll just get married and have kids. You know, I didn't really know. I didn't have a career drive. I didn't have any true passions. Um, my fiance was like the instigator of bringing that out in me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then ever since that, he, he like sparked the kindling. I've just been. You know, I've, my passion has just kind of grown. That was a great brand tie into the oh. podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, <dude>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I guess, yeah, I've like developed a drive over the past couple of years that yeah. I never used to have. But it sounds like all the fuel was there, but he was a catalyst. Yeah, to yeah, get definitely. Because definitely. Mm-hmm. it's like we rely on people to, mm-hmm. to give us confidence, but mm-hmm. it's always there. Like there has to be something yeah. within you. It's not like he's dragging you to yeah no no he didn't like shows. create it from nothing <laughs> you must yeah, yeah. post you <laughs> must create yeah <laughs> yeah that's true yeah yeah he definitely helps uh he helped me a lot um, mm-hmm. i guess to bring it out of me yeah i didn't yeah i didn't think i knew i had it and then he, he showed me that i did so. yeah yeah well, you got it and i'm so glad that that he sparked that fire in me you and i hope that you believe in more of it because people yeah. love the stuff it's it's great uh, it's fun. It brings smiles, and we all need more smiles in the world. Yes. So true. if you want to uh, buy, mm-hmm. purchase, where should people go to get these amazing pieces? Uh, my website is emmasagefineart.com. Uh, I also have a link to my Etsy page on my website, uh, but it's if you want to go to just Etsy, it's um, also emmasagefineart. Uh, also my Instagram at emmasagefineart. Uh, I have a Facebook page too, but I, I'm not really on Facebook as much. So Instagram is really my major. How old major. are you? 28. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, the sub 35 is yeah. not on. Yeah, my market's not really on Facebook. It's not so. on Facebook. Yeah. So yeah, hit her on the gram. Yep. Are, you, are you into Twitter or Snapchat? <laughs> no, I don't do. I can't do the Snapchat. Yeah. It's I, so temporary. I, yeah, I can't do that either. And Twitter, I've just not. I recently got into Twitter. Really? I'm, I'm a big fan because mm-hmm. I can put all my randomness that doesn't yeah. exist in the world there. <laughs> yeah. It's like the yeah. shiny, shiny, shiny is where right. my squirrel brain lives. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm just not really into words. I'm, I'm not good with writing and, and speaking, and so it's 
yeah, it's not really my platform, but Instagram all over pictures every day. Yep. Got it. <laughs> awesome. So check her out msfineart.com or at msfineart on Instagram. Yep. Thank you so much for coming in Thank and you. chatting and I yeah. I hope that this helped to yes. bust another assumption that you, that you didn't like to speak. Yes, yeah. Do we break another layer fear. down? Yes, you definitely did. <laughs> it's a lot easier than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> awesome. See, I told yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Be gentle. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. And for all the Spitfires out there who are thinking of creating an art brand, a company, or just get out there and try something new, go ahead and do it. If you want to be on this show, head over to spitfirepodcast.com. I'd love to hear from you and help you bust through your walls. Why not? Um, and if you haven't already, go to Apple Podcasts, subscribe to the show, Spitfire Podcast, and to all the Spitfires out there, keep being awesome. <laughs>